on the bright side, there's a Transformers movie out, and we get to talk about it soon. Yeah. What the f*** is going on down there? Hello and welcome to WTF and TFW episode 465, the final episode of our podcast before The Last Night comes out. That's what I would have said because The Last Night's supposed to come out tomorrow on the on the 21st, except a whole bunch of people saw it on the 19th and now a whole bunch of people are going to buy tickets to see it tonight on the 20th. I guess the movie's out? Okay, sure. Hi, Seth. <laughs> it's like it just leaked out by accident or something. Yeah, like, it's, it's all the theaters were like, you know what? Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> they broke street date. Yeah. It's popped we the downloaded seal. the movie. Yeah, it's, it's in our hard drive. It's in our digital projector. There's some fascinating technology behind that stuff that I learned about some years ago. Like, uh, not just self-deleting files, but like a grander self long-term self-deleting file that can propagate short-term self-deleting files it's all like a signal that could cause the projector to destroy itself it just catches fire (laughs) it starts it starts spinning sideways and just implodes into a little ball of metal uh it's like the virus that uh the CIA snuck into the uh, Iranian nuclear power plant that causes the centrifuges to spin at maximum speed until they break themselves apart while the computers report that all signs are normal. Yeah, we a lot of projector a lot of projectionists, you know, lost pieces of their face the day they deployed this technology. A lot of people said, "Why didn't she just why didn't she just give us the dates to to close the movies up?" And studios are like, "No, this is serious business." Um, Seth, we actually got a movie topic to open us up here, but it's not a spoiler topic, I don't think. Although I have seen it, I have seen it argued, it, it is perhaps a spoiler, but this is one of those things that is a spoiler if the, like, if it's a spoiler to you that a, a dude turns into a truck, uh, which also, by the way, happens in that movie, I'm pretty sure. But Tyrese Gibson uh, is not only confirmed to not be in The Last night after talking about how he's going to be in The Last night, he has explained why. Um, apparently, uh, when he was shooting Fate of the Furious... Uh, he closed his deal for Transformers 5 and he was supposed to go straight over there but uh, they were shooting a lot of that movie in Europe he was in Atlanta and he couldn't get to London in time to make it for those filming dates and he was, in his own words, pissed Uh, he says the goal was for me and Josh Duhamel to come back and surprise the fans that two of the guys from the original Transformers movie were back Uh, Josh Duhamel was available and I wasn't so I was pissed and I actually feel kind of bad for him because I've always felt that in that opening trilogy of Transformers films, Tyrese Gibson was probably the only actor who genuinely seemed to be enjoying himself and yeah. the fact that he was there. And it's like, of all the people to not be able to make it to this one that could have, I think this kind of sucks. Uh, I yeah, think he was uh, on stage at that BotCon and yeah, came into the theater with the one lady that was in the one movie and waved at people. Oh, I forgot someone else was there. Now I remember. Yeah, it was that one lady. The, the scientist. That was in the, the one movie. This is one of the scientist computer with glasses on people. Well, she wasn't wearing glasses when she came in and waved. I know, but I, I mean, her character had glasses on. That's how you knew she was a scientist. It's one of those Transformers movie things. Um, 
but yeah, I, uh, I I feel actually kind of bad for him. You know, as bad as you can feel for an actor who's pretty well off and is in the the Fast and Furious franchise. It kind of sucks because I think most everyone else acting in these films. It's you know it's kind of like yeah well I'm here making some good money and doing some hard work and Tyrese seemed to be like the most gleeful and like legitimately happy. Um, I don't know, Seth. Are are you feeling like are your high expectations for the film tempered now? Uh, uh no. I mean we knew he wasn't going to be in it, and true. I remember that came up after they announced Josh Duhamel. Um, people were like, well, what about Tyrese? I guess he was busy. Um. And sounds like he almost was busy. <laughs> yeah. Just busy enough to not be able to catch a plane. Yeah, poor guy. I think there's more than one plane to Europe a day. I think he could have he, he made it. I, if he I was, was dedicated. I, I don't I don't know if, if there was like maybe some kind of filming. If there was some kind of filming delay or like if filming ran, ran long on, on Fate of the Furious, I could see that being the cause. Like, if they ended up, like, running over schedule and it was like, you have to be here in London this day. And it's like two hours before that, you know, starting time, I'm still filming Fast 8. Then it's like, there aren't planes fast enough to get over there. Um, so, hopefully he can make it to the next one. Uh, or maybe he can he can pop into the Bumblebee movie and portray himself in the 80s. Like at a well, distance. Michael Bay says this is it again. Well, this so is it. This is it for Michael the, Bay. The new guy might not want Tyrese. So he so, might be like, the past doesn't fit my vision of the future. If 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 there is if there is a new guy, I I feel like Tyrese Gibson's unbelievable enthusiasm might be his way into a rebooted Transformers film franchise. Like, of all the people who were involved with the last one, Tyrese Gibson seems like the one guy who'd be like, yeah, but really, I, if you want me in this one, I'm super up for it. Like, he seems like like the one you could pull over. <laughs> so, I'm the only one not doing this for a paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else is here for a quick payday. I'm the only one that wants to be here. <laughs> if someone could just connect these dots together, please. Yeah. Like, and as he's saying it, Mark Wahlberg just kind of has this look on his face. I'm like, yeah, I mean, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> I could be a Wahlberger right now, but. <laughs> yeah, I could be managing my little brother's very successful burger franchise. That's not a good Mark Wahlberg, by the way. That was a bad Mark Wahlberg impression. I don't know. I, I thought it was pretty good. I don't know. I, I mean, you're, you're not a modern day rich a little, but. I don't want to pat myself bad. on the back here. I don't want to pat myself on the back. You know, okay, I'm like, oh, it's happening. Oh, I patted myself on the back. Um, I couldn't couldn't stop it. I'm trying to remember that guy's name now. Um, there was a jobber wrestler in the the eighties, Barry Horowitz. Who are you, Barry Horowitz or something? Oh my god, <laughs> that's a whole bunch of weird memories suddenly <laughs> being unearthed. Didn't he have, he like, would pat like, himself on the back. Yeah, and he had like, didn't he wear like stupid looking suspenders or something like that? Maybe at some point. Like, that was his entrance gear was suspenders. I don't know. I could... No, I don't remember suspenders. I mean, he had like a Star of David on the butt of his tights at one point. I also remember um, him having. He would terrible... come out with a robe that would have a handprint on the back, like 
where there oh, would geez. be an imprint if you reached around and patted yourself on the back. <laughs> I also remember him having really, really wrestler ass wrestler hair. Yeah. Okay. I am not gonna go look up a Barry Horowitz match after this. I have I have to go to bed. I have to get up in the morning. Well if you do, you should find the one where he won. I, I when I was a kid I saw that on VHS and I remember thinking that was a big deal. I saw it on Saturday morning superstars. Whoa. And I was like, whoa, Barry won. <laughs> I was here. I was here for this. Where were you when Barry Horowitz won? Um Seth, where were you when they announced Shredicus Maximus? Um, I don't know where I was when they announced it. I know where I was when I looked at these pictures a little while ago. Because <laughs> that's our next topic. San Diego Comic-Con, another Transformers exclusive, is the primitive skateboarding tie-in special edition Optimus Prime, who is the Titans Return Power Master Optimus Prime in, in a... F- really sexy looking black and gold and silver and his titan master is a new character called shredicus maximus who comes with brand newly a brand new piece of tooling it is a uh, two ramps and a rail and a little skateboard um the color scheme the ramps the rail and the skateboard have all enticed me and the thing that's kind of sealed the deal for me kind of being interested in this is it is also 50 us dollars uh, for a leader size San Diego Comic Con exclusive with new tooled parts, that is kind of a good deal. Um, this is the kind of thing that I would have assumed would have been like eighty bucks. Yeah, especially Comic Con. Yeah. Thing. I mean, it's an interesting like product tie-in. I mean, it's no Lincoln Park Soundwave, but yeah, I mean, and it's it's, it's no a bathing ape. <laughs> let me tell you. Um, yeah, the colors are cool, but it's like, it's, whenever these things happen, like, part of my mind is just like, but why? Like, why primitive skateboarding? What, what deal did Hasbro make? Or how did this deal happen? But why? (laughs) I got two, I got two ideas. Idea number one, primitive skateboarding had someone working there that was like, hot damn i love transformers i want to do something with them and reached out or someone in hasbro thinks primitive skateboarding is the best brand of skateboards or whatever and was reached out to them and was like yo we gotta do something together that's how that's what i assume happened maybe hasbro is getting ready to bust into that hot fingerboarding market i mean hey that tiny little skateboard with the titan master maybe it's like it's balanced maybe it's got bearings you know Maybe you can uh, you can kickflip with it. Whatever it is you do, I don't I don't know the name of skateboard tricks. Ollies, you can yeah. do an ollie. Maybe he can ollie on that thing, like properly. Go- goofy footed. He can do a goofy foot ollie with a kickflip, uh, a, a kickflip chicken center. Seth, are you interested in this thing at all? Um, no. <laughs> ah. Um, I just... I, the colors are really cool. Mm-hmm. And I actually think it looks cooler than the leader class Optimus Prime Titan Master that I already have. But I don't really feel like it's something I need to have. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I I do think it looks cool, and I wouldn't fault anybody for getting it. I, I think I that, really like the colors. <laughs> I think that's kind of like uh, the eternal uh, the eternal sword hanging over the head of any of these like you know art artistic tie in releases. Would you refer to it as a sword of Danicles? A sword of Damocles, in fact, hanging over the head of any of these any of these branded tie in Transformer releases is. Uh, the nature of the fact that this is this has like primitive skateboarding written on the side of the truck and all of that this is not necessary for anyone's collection this almost like sticks out a whole lot like if you are someone who needs character first who the hell is shredicus maximus why is optimus prime walking around promoting a skateboarding company like you know it's e- it's an easy skip but that said yeah i i think this thing is it's it's pushed enough buttons for me uh, the price being the last button, unless this thing sells out super fast and becomes expensive to get a hold of. If it, if it remains that you know the fifty dollars price point to get a hold of, uh, I'm I'm kind of super interested. No, if this was like five years ago, I'd probably get it just because it looks so cool. Yeah, but I'm at a point where I have to be a little more particular. Oh yeah. On higher price things, and there there is no way I could I could make any kind of like hardcore fan rational you know case for this thing. It is it is a completely superfluous silly thing that just happens to look cool. Um, but I'm I'm really curious about that rail and those uh, those ramps, like if they are like really like injection molded plastic, fully tooled things, or if maybe it's just like I don't know more slapped together than it looks cardboard this cardboard cardboard <laughs> everywhere i wonder if you it just says cut it, it out of the box that would make it's me not sad cardboard. it is not cardboard you could oh you know what it's a hoverboard not not a skateboard so it, it probably doesn't have any wheels so you can't do like legitimate finger tricks with it um oh, uh, i wonder if it oh no i guess not because that rail looks like it or it has a notch running down the sides and I thought maybe there, maybe it like clips in and then glides back and forth. But there's like a big thing in the middle of the rail that breaks up that that groove. So I think, oh yeah, like I think the, there's a, there's a groove on that thing in the middle too that maybe like there'd be like a kind of chunk uh-huh. if you move over it. Um, there's something in this solicit I just caught. Apparently, the packaging mimics a skate shoe box featuring. Uh, a grip tape inspired texture i don't know what that means uh so my limited experience with skateboarding culture um my memories of the feel of grip grip tape is almost like a really fine sandpaper kind of feel so kind of like the top of a skateboard yeah okay but you would put like strips of it on the bottom, so when you're doing crazy flippy do kicks, it's easier to grab and catch. Okay. So I guess I'm assuming it's just like a rough texture into the box. Well, that's kind of cool. You know what would would have been neat, but probably like cost prohibitive and stuff, is if on that rail, it did like clip on in a way, and then had like, um repulsing magnets to kind of give give it a hover and then you could just sort of slide it back and forth and it would glide back and forth 
I would bet a solid nickel that someone at least, like, pitched that idea when they were coming up with this exclusive. It probably was, was very cost-prohibitive. Yeah. That would that would have been freaking cool. Um, I was just double-checking when San Diego Comic-Con is. That's the week after TFCon, so there is no way to line up uh, any kind of TFCon SDCC deals for this thing, which is something that was recently crossing my mind. <sighs> oh, well. Um, Seth, we got one other one other piece of news that is maybe, about... Maybe that that Hascon will have have an exclusive Megatron with like a a competitor skateboard company. His Titan Master <laughs> is just Tony Hawk. <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> it would be weird, but Birdman it, edition Megatron. It just feels also like it wouldn't be unrealistic at all. Like I bet I bet they someone could talk someone into agreeing to that, like whoever it is that needs to do that. Um, Seth, we got one more news item that is about almost the same toy, but in different colors. Oh, all right. So in Japan, they recently had, you know, some months ago, they had the Super Jinrai version of Power Master Optimus Prime, and just recently, God Bomber came out who could combine with him. Uh, so now, now that those toys are out, Takara Tomi Mall has announced an exclusive gift set of the two, where, uh, God Bomber's silver parts are, the, the ones that are supposed to be chromed are now chromed, they didn't go too crazy with it. And uh, Super Jinrai's windows are now clear blue as opposed to solid painted blue. And it includes Cab and Minerva, the two Headmaster Juniors that everyone's been waiting to see show up in this Japanese version of Titan's Return. And I'm hearing it's also cheaper to get this gift set than it would have been to, pr- to import Super Jinrai and God Bomber. So basically, uh, this, this is one of those times where early adopters uh, like myself have kind of just had a banana peel thrown in their face of like, all right, good job here. Take this garbage. All right. Anyway, those of you who waited, here's a better version. It's like, all right, well, thank you very much. I'll throw this away. This banana peel. Um, It's like, did everyone get everyone that wanted one? Did you guys get that? Did you get it? Everybody? Okay. Y'all, y'all good. Suckers. Yeah. (laughs) And then they just throw the box down. (laughs) Like there's Boom, I don't, better set what you actually wanted in the first place. We out. The the chrome, like like I'm maybe if they had gone overboard with the chrome, I wouldn't feel as bad, but they used the chrome very sparingly in all the right places. Uh it definitely feels bad. Um the up this is not even an upside. I'm gonna call it an upside. Yo, when uh, all the tabs work. Right? What if that's the case, too? What if it's like, oh, we also did a another pass on the tooling for God Bomber to make him twice solid. Um, so this is a silver lining, but it is not like a healthy silver lining. It is a I'm coming up with silver linings silver lining. Perfect Effect is coming up with their own little Jinrai truck cab to replace the one that's built into Super Jinrai. So if you buy this gift set, but you also bought the original version of God Jinrai uh, that, that finished coming out a month ago... Hey, go get the Perfect Effect add-ons for that one, and then you have your Perfect Effect God Jinrai, and then this gift set comes out, and you have your Takara Tomy God Jinrai. Then you can have a whole bunch of God Jinrais. Anyway, uh, I'm not actually, like, angry. I'm just like, oh, man. Like, there's no positive spin on this whatsoever. <laughs> you could have a whole Pathion of God Jinrais. I could have God Zeus, God Athena, God An- Anubis. 
Uh, oh, you're mixing them. God Thor. God Thor? <laughs> God God? Because <laughs> they never came up with a creative name for that one? Uh, they wanted to do God Muhammad, or, uh, I mean, God, uh, not Muhammad. Um, never mind. <laughs> um, God Seth. Allah. They wanted to do God Allah, but thought twice about it. <laughs> and focus group, something, something. Uh, Seth, are you, are you at all uh, interested in this gift set idea with all the chrome and the extra gubbins? Do you want to just get it to rub it in the face of people like me? Well, I wouldn't get it too rubbed in your face. I mean, I do like the idea of having the whole gang there. Mm-hmm. Um, I had hung back on getting God Bomber. Uh, it, it's very tempting. I'm going to have to think on it. I think that once this gift set comes out, there's a decent chance that if there are still any God Bombers kicking around in some corners well, of... I'm not going to want the crummy ones. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> I'm going to want the good one. Like, comes with the Titan Masters. That this, at this point, I'm not, awesome. not going to slum it for cheap with all of you yeah. losers. <laughs> um, so this thing, I think, is out in, like, November or something. So, it, you know, that is, like, literally the one drawback. It's like, yeah, well, you have to wait till November. I have the toy now. I have the less good version now. Um... But yeah, it, uh, pre-orders are up all over the place. Um, if you want, if you do want to get in a pre-order for this, it's, it's pretty easy right now. Um, and it, I, if you waited or if you missed out on God Bomber and Super Jinrai and you wanted them, this is like the happiest news you could possibly hope for. If you are still down for dropping, you know, the the import prices on those figures, it's easy to get a pre-order for it unless you want to pre-order it from Big Bad. In that case, good luck finding it on their website. Oh, they they, they put it front and center because they want people. It's on the like the featured or whatever. So there's uh, not is anymore. It? Oh, okay. Well, it it was on the featured section. I'm looking at their front page right now and I don't see it. Okay, I haven't looked at their front page for a couple days. So you guys talked about the redesign Big Bad last time. Mm-hmm. So my hot take is. It it looks more modern, mm-hmm. but is more it it's more difficult to get around. I think it's it's more difficult to find what I'm looking for. So the the one thing I'll say is their search engine does not actively fight me anymore. Like I can just search for for the keywords I want to search for, and the stuff I'm looking for shows up. Whereas before, it was very phrase-oriented. But otherwise, if you're not searching for stuff and you're trying to use the links on their front page or on their new arrivals page, then I think it is a lot more difficult because you're not seeing any prices, any dates. You're just seeing large thumbnails. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot more clicking. Um, I wish the prices were front and center. Uh, I also wish the pre-orders could be organized by release date. That would be lovely. I'm, I'm, that's the, if I'm going to hammer on something, that's the thing I'm going to hammer on. Cause that is legitimately kind of annoying. I got to go scrolling through and go like, Oh, there's an August one over here and an August one over here. Oh, good. Um, but that's the news on God Jinrai. Uh, I'm curious to see how God bomber and super Jinrai sales will go at TFCon. I want to know if the market just bottoms out on that thing or if, uh, the difference is the lack of Chrome lets it somehow hold value. 
Yeah. Nonetheless, we got to move on to this lister question from Junior Golden 42. J.R. Golden 42. Uh, who says, yo, here's a couple listener questions for that there podcast. First one, a while back, I bought a three, three quarter inch Marvel Legends Captain Marvel to repaint into Circuit Breaker. I have That's never... a noble cause. I agree. There are not enough Circuit Breaker toys, period. Uh, he says, I have never done any figure customization before, so I was wondering if you all had any tips for where to start on this project. Um, I haven't customized a Marvel figure before, but the general thing I would say from what I have customized is if you're able to safely disassemble the toy, disassemble the toy as much as you can and then start painting it. That's usually a lot easier. And and try to do a spray primer first, because uh, spray primers tend to bond right into the plastic a little bit, and uh, they make it just a lot easier to do your painting. Also, get get a top coat. You're going to want a top coat. White or gray on the primer. Yeah, yeah. For Circuit Breaker's colors, I think a black primer would be a mistake. Yeah, because you're going to be painting a lot of skin. Yeah. And I, I would almost recommend, if you can, maybe, unless the figure became rare, grab another couple extra Captain Marvels. Because um, <laughs> that way you don't have any pressure of having to get it right the first time. Um, you can almost like do a test run on one because uh, in my experience, if you are able to try customizing on something where the stakes are low, uh, it's a lot more fun and it, it, I find it's a lot easier, especially if I'm like trying something new that I haven't done before and I want to be able to just kind of experiment like like disassembling and doing spray primer. I haven't done that a whole lot and uh, it's a lot easier if you don't have like just one copy to work on. Here we go. I was looking for a picture of that Captain Marvel. Mm. Uh, when I just searched for Captain Marvel, I got a lot of the black. They're not. They don't call it black. The the six inch ones. Um, so that looks like a good figure to use as your base because she has virtually no sculpted detail except for the uh, the lines for her gloves and boots. Um, I customized a couple GI Joe figures years back. Like, I made a, a Black Major from Action Force and a Hulk Hogan. Nice. <laughs> um, oh, and a uh, Toll Booth, because there wasn't an official Toll Booth yet. He was one of my favorite characters. Mm. And a um, Cover Girl. That didn't really work out very well, but I tried. Um, and I, I was, like, kind of doing the mental work on a circuit breaker back then with scarlet as the base which had a lot more sculpted detail so my plan then was to like do a lot of sanding and filing and smooth out the detail then i'm curious how he's planning on doing the circuit tree effect on her if if he's just going to paint it on because mm -hmm. i was thinking of actually trying to sculpt it um, because like doing the Hulk Hogan, I, I had to sculpt like his little horseshoe hair and mustache using like a green stuff putty. Yeah. The two part epoxy. Yeah. And I was kind of trying to wrap my head around like, would I be able to use that stuff to, so there'd be like a three dimensional kind of element to it. So mm. just painting it on flat, like would I be able to 
to get the lines straight enough and then maybe sand it down flat enough and then would it continue to stick like would it actually hold and then uh it was kind of at the tail end of my interest in doing custom figures like that so Mm. it never actually got anywhere besides just kind of staring at a couple of figures and being like well if i use this part of scarlet and then this arms arms and legs from this other figure and that has less detail on it so it'd be less work to smooth it out um so i i was just kind of yeah i'm i'm kind of interested in what what his plan was already yeah. on on like a 4 too many hints on a 4 inch figure i think hand painting it is is more feasible because the figure's so small, even if you get a little bit wiggly, like it won't be as noticeable as on like a larger surface. Yeah. Um, I was also wondering if it would work to do the thing with uh, with masking tape where you like you use masking tape to make the pattern of either, you know, the blue parts or the flesh parts and then use that to spray the other color down and then just peel the masking tape back. Um, look up. I don't know, um, J.R. Golden, if you're. <laughs> If you've done a lot of research into this, it's called I think it's just called masking. Um, a lot of a lot of Gundam custom or customizers, Gundam painters on uh, Gundam model kits tend to do that, um, where you like lay masking tape down, like you spray the base color, so either blue or flesh, then you lay masking tape down wherever you don't want the other color to go, and then spray it the other color, and then peel all the masking tape off. Yeah, or once it's so small, maybe. Um... So there is tape specifically for that sort of thing that that are good at like if you're trying to put curves in or or wrap it around a, an un an uneven surface like a leg would be. Mm. Um, so I know frog tape is one. Oh, that's the yeah. only brand name I could think of. Like if you go to a hardware store in the painting section, there'll be a bunch of of tapes like that. Yeah, and it's tape that that it's really good at not letting paint kind of get underneath the edge but also um um it it doesn't like rip off other paint when you peel it away there's uh there's yeah there's like uh painter's masking tape it's usually like green yeah. masking tape yeah well there, there's several brands i mean frog tape's just the first one that pops into mind okay yeah yeah um so yeah maybe maybe like that like just wrap the figure like it, like if you have disassembled it and you have the leg separate just wrap that leg in tape and then use a uh, an exacto knife and cut away mm-hmm. either it, like either you're painting the flesh or you're painting the the silver kind of circuitry bits like whichever one you're painting like like cut away the negative and then uh spray that next color or or a brush on that next color yeah that that actually might work pretty well i mean and I, th- I think it could but i think it also is like a support for my point of if you can try to get like another couple copies of the figure so you can have yeah. like you know test runs yeah experiment yeah and then what i've always found or always found in my experience uh one of the real tricky parts is painting uh around the joints yeah because moving those joints you're now going to be rubbing the paint paint against paint and then scraping paint off um if you can 
try to file down or sand down the joints yeah to where they're they they're now too loose unpainted and that will give you some clearance for the paint like don't go crazy with it yeah yeah just just remember that between your paint and your top coat you're going to add at least three layers of like you know undercoat base coat and top coat and that that will kind of re-thicken some stuff Um, i mean and then you can use any figure to experiment with that on yeah just get some crummy figure out of your collection that you don't care about anymore or buy something on sale that you don't mind wrecking. I think uh, I know when I've dug around for Marvel figures, there are a lot of like loose factory stolen copies for super cheap on eBay uh-huh. and like maybe getting like, a, I don't know, like a little little pack of five of those or something just to like experiment painting the Marvel style joints uh, yeah. could could be worth it. Um if you were doing a, a darker figure, I would almost recommend looking into what people have done with RIT die, where back in like the Energon days, dying figures was a big thing. Yeah, I I experimented with that um, because I was going to try to turn a Captain America figure into a US agent. Yeah. So I tried dying it black and I was never able to get it all as black as I wanted to. And then if you if you soak it in the dye for too long then it starts wrecking the plastic yeah um i'm thinking like with with darker I, stuff i don't think that would work with circuit breaker anyway no 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 she's she's too bright yeah but like for, with with darker stuff i've always wondered if for joints like at least if it's not like the right color if it if it's at least dark then if yeah. paint, paint does rub off it's not as uh that's a good point apparent um but i mean best of luck and and you know have fun with it, it Treat, treat it like a learning experience since yeah. you said you know you, you haven't done it that much and I, I i guess it's hard to just tell someone this just don't don't treat it like it's your baby you know like if, if this is your first time doing heavy customizing it's a learning experience just as much as it is a project you want to do so yeah that captain marvel that's a good choice though yeah to base it off of there's very little sculpted detail and the hair is almost perfect the hair on that captain marvel figure is i pulled up uh some some scans of circuit breaker from the comics and it's a very close hair match i'd, I'd love to see how choice. like regardless of you know how you feel about it i still would love to see how it turns out like especially as your first project yeah um because it's, it's a really darn cool idea uh jr golden also has another question uh which is kind of relevant to that question in that it involves marvel stuff uh, if you could bring back both the Star Wars and Marvel Transformers crossover lines, which Marvel and or Star Wars characters would you want to see included in those lines, and what would they turn into? The more Ooh. obscure, the better. Uh, he would personally love to see Kanan Jarrus or some of the other Rebels cast uh, turn into the Ghost or Grand Admiral Thrawn turn into the Interdictor Cruiser. I would love to see friggin' crossovers Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, or maybe a uh, Karan Horn who turns into a Z95 headhunter to get away from the predictability of an X-Wing. On the Marvel side, I'd like to see a Deadpool who turns into a taco truck, uh, which I guarantee you would have happened if that line was still alive by now. Uh, a Captain <laughs> Marvel who turns into a whatever propeller, pa- propeller plane uh, she has, that's name I can't remember. And any member of Alpha Flight who turns into a Zamboni, thanks for the time, and I guess click maybe. So I would like to see the two-pack of, like, box... Or Sasquatch turning into a Zamboni and then Puck turning into a Puck. Yeah. 
Uh, that's um, you kind of got yeah. me with the Alpha Flight thing. Like that's right where my mind went. Yeah, well, as soon as you said Alpha Flight Zamboni, I thought, well, it's got to be Sasquatch. He's the only one big enough. Yeah. Um, or I mean, it could be Box, but that's kind of cheating. It's like, isn't Box like Box is like the robot looking one, right? I'm not familiar with Box. He may have come along later. Box, as I remember, Box is the one who's straight up a robot. So I kind of wanted to avoid Box. Um, but Seth, is, is there any other crossovers ideas you'd like to see? Um, like one of those fan swamp boats turns into man thing. Oh, that'd be cool, robot man <laughs> thing. Um, I uh, I, I want to. Yeah, I would just assume that if Star Wars came back, it would be like Luke Skywalker again. I mean, I, Darth I bet, Vader I bet, again. I bet if it came back. Uh, or if it was, if it never went away, like it would have gone straight into episode seven. Uh, Ray turns into her flying refrigerator. <laughs> literally, yes. Cause, I mean, that's what they had. They had Anakin turn into his like Jedi thingamadoo, uh, and like Kylo Ren turns into like his fancy pants super tie fighter. Finn turns into Poe's jacket. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I kind of like that. No, you know how they had the the Han Solo Chewbacca combiner? Yeah. Like Finn and Poe combiner turn into like Poe's black X, turn into a jacket and an, with a, a, an X-Wing wearing a jacket. <laughs> or that's like the third mode is he can turn like they can combine together into like a jacketed Jedi or something. Old Luke, old Luke Skywalker turns into a heap of rocks. It's turns into he's the playset. He turns into a mountain. Uh, I I actually would love to see the Rebels cast reimagined as Transformers crossovers toys because the, the Rebels cast are cartoony enough that I think it would really it would connect. Um, and they've all kind of got gimmicky stuff that I think could transfer into a Transformers design pretty well, like Ezra's little kooky gun lightsaber thing from the first season. Would they still do weird robot faces? I think they gotta. Or even weirder flesh faces. The only one who should have a fleshy face should be Man-Thing. He should be all gooey inside of the vehicle mode. The only one that should have a fleshy face is Red Arm C-3PO. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Su super totally robotic Kylo Ren, but if you remove the faceplate, it is literally just Adam Driver's face <laughs> on a robot body. Like Hot Toys level sculpting yeah. <laughs> give it like the fig arts paint treatment where they like scan they like print a scan of the face over top of it um well i hope that answered your questions uh jr golden 42 and uh best of luck with your uh your customization efforts um that take that takes us into who what who we got this week uh seth what did you get the hiss week uh nothing on topic oh sorry. no sorry sorry i uh I'm sorry i have not gotten anything new on topic since the last podcast but a thing i'm trying to find uh i have borrowed from uh my friend ian hard return who did find it of the three of us right now who are looking for it he is the one who found one um I'm actually going to be going and looking for this tomorrow. Uh, it's the Voyager Megatron from Transformers 5 The Last Night. Premiere edition line. Uh, it's a really good toy. 
Uh, it's got it's got a really it's based on a really cool looking design. The jet mode is like, especially on the Voyager one that doesn't have like the super sleekness of that leader one. The jet mode is pretty darn good and pretty darn clean. Uh, the transformation's very imaginative. The wings just like disappear and wrap around the legs, uh, and the robot mode is super solid. Uh, no waist joint and no wrist joint are like the two biggest downsides. But he's got like ankle tilts, which mean you can have like sort of faux waist jointed poses with his legs still apart and having a solid stance on the ground. And uh, the peg hole for display stands, uh, there is a gap running up the underside, like a hole kind of right through the entire bottom uh, underbelly of the jet mode that leads straight to that hole so you can use a display stand with the jet mode as well, which is awesome. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, I don't know if it would necessarily be great at the 40 Canadian dollars price point, but, uh, Canada is, Toys R Us Canada specifically is constantly putting the new movie toys on sale. Um, so I'm waiting to find them at Toys R Us, uh, so is that I can, that, that's how I've been buying all of them is on sale at Toys R Us. Uh, Toys R Us Canada ain't playing around. They're like, no, we don't want any of this shelf warming. If, if it is not moving after two weeks, it goes on sale. So, good for me, I guess. But uh, it's a it's a pretty cool toy. Uh, I decided a while ago I wasn't going to make a choice between the Voyager and the Leader Megatrons. I was just going to get them both. And I'm feeling like I'm cool with that choice. Okay. Is that all your on-topics? That is all my on-topics. Okay, I want to ask you about the uh, what you know about these guys. All right, let's um, take a look. Once we're still in Transformer Toy Talk, this is a third-party ah, uh, Transformer yes. set. This got announced recently. So uh, Toy World were the first company of the two companies doing this to finish their Dinobots combiner set. Uh, and they just put up a pre-order for fourth quarter this year of their Dinobots set at a pretty decent discount of 400 bucks for the five. And instead of having chrome silver and gold parts, they have metallic silver and gold parts, which I think looks better. Uh, I'm kind of tempted by this set. Um, yeah, so it's a combiner? Yeah, so here, here's what I've heard about this set. Uh, the the combined form is kind of like janky and you can't do much with it, but they are apparently very good individual, like large classic style Dinobots. Um, Jai so D they're was, like what? Like a f five, six inch tall? Um, I think they're a bit taller. Kind of robot. They're they're more Voyager size. Okay. Um, there's I I don't uh, I, I never handled any of them myself. There's a lot of coverage of them uh, out there with a lot of size comparisons. So they're they're kind of like masterpiece size, but I think they look way better with classics. Um, uh -huh. and ju uh, oh, they're not masterpiece style. No, at no, all. no, no, no. <laughs> uh, but they're they're very good, just like Neo G1 Dinobots, as far as the robot modes, yeah. uh, in my opinion. And uh, Jai D was buying these when they were coming out, and I was seeing on his Twitter a lot of. Like he's he was one of the most enthusiastic people I know who were picking these up um, for the individual modes, and uh, I was I was tempted when they had these go on individual sale now and then, but it was an easy thing to kind of write off as like, well, that's that's if I made a lot more money than I do right now. Um, this gift set though is super tempting because I, I heard enough good about them that a wonky combined mode uh, is like I, I'm okay with that at this discount with good robot modes. Um, the combined mode is mainly, what I understand is it's very large and it's not, it's not like it falls apart, but posing it is a massive chore is what I heard. Um, 
I don't know. I, I kind of was watching this from afar when it was coming out. I, I There's a lot of coverage of it. The feedback threads and, and the discussion threads in the third party forum, I think, are pretty lengthy. So if you want to dig deeper, there's a ton of that there. Yeah, I might look into that. I might look into that some more. I mean, they look cool. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the Snarl, Slag, and Sludge are the three stars of the, the set, from what I understand. Like, they, they, they just turned out really good. The Swoop has an extremely dorky-looking pterodactyl mode. Um, in these promo pictures, they're only showing it from the back, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> uh, he's kind of a giant box when you look at him from the front. Uh, at least that's what I remember. And I, I actually don't know anything about their Grimlock. Um, I remember hearing he's fine, but that's about it. <laughs> I just know there there are a lot of people who really like the Slag, Snarl, and Sludge. Um, as, as individual figures. Yeah, I just... I've just seen a few shots of them and thought, nah, those look like they could be something. I, I wish 400 they... bucks isn't too ridiculous for five figures. Oh, yeah. When these were coming out, it was like 100 bucks each and like 120 to 150 for Grimlock. So that's and, and I think these look better uh, than the original releases. Um, I wish that they had taken a group shot of the robot modes. <laughs> uh, yeah, these... they the. Big bad picture selection is lacking. It's just, it's really transparent how much they're hiding Swoop's pterodactyl mode in these pictures. <laughs> like, like the group shot, he is literally hiding behind Grimlock. And his in, he has one individual picture and it's from the back. It's like, all right, I get it. <laughs> I know why you did this. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tempted by this too. In a small way. Uh, Seth, other than that, any, any other what you got you want to talk about? Uh, I got those Mythic Legions in from that quick little sale a couple weeks back. Oh, you got your uh, you got your Lucky Draw Super Gold Rare Ilgar. Yes, I got my Ilgar and two more Legion Builder Templar Knights. Literally all sold out now. I checked the page this morning because I was curious if anything was left. There's like oh, a yeah. scaphoid. That's it. That's a good one, too. He's good, yeah. Get him. I already got him. All right. So now I have four Templars. Um, the one named guy, whose name I don't remember, and three Legion Builders. And what's kind of neat is you have some options with those guys, so I have them all configured a little different. Mm -hmm. So like they come with two uh, neck armor pieces, like kind of a big neck piece that kind of comes up past the chin and then a, a much smaller lower round neck piece so um on one of them like the the one designated as the standard bearer because they now i have three copies of their big giant flag on a pole <laughs> um that guy didn't put the big shoulder pads on and uh and left him with the big neck piece thing to give him a little bit of a different silhouette yeah then i put the lower neck piece thing and the shoulder pads and the sword and shield on one guy then the one that i already had had the big neck piece and the halberd 
So they'll have a different armor weapon combo in some way. Yeah, the the group shot you took on, on Twitter like looks great. It's making me feel uh, pretty good about the vampire troop building I want to do. Uh-huh. Um, because I, I I first was like, yeah, I should just get like the ten pack, get the ten pack of vampires, and then I I if I remember right, I think I talked myself out of that, and I figured, well, now that I've seen these in person, a squad that's bigger than three or four is kind of too much for a display, and now seeing this, it's like, yeah, like five or six tops. I think looks the best. Well, I went through the whole rigmarole of getting the brown belt around the waist of uh, my standard bearer guy. And immediately afterwards thought, oh, once I'm not using the big giant shoulder armor pieces, maybe I should have done this as the across the chest instead of around the waist thing. And then I didn't want to go through all the rigmarole getting the belt (laughs) off again. Yeah. Yeah, those those belts. If there's if you if there's one thing, if there's one little thing to kind of hang this toy line up by, you know, a little little thing to like poke at, a little thing to pinch, it's those belts. They're not bad. It's just like everyone has one. Yeah. And it's hard to resist trying to fit them on everyone, but aesthetically, they don't really look great on everyone. Yeah, I think they work all right with the Templars. Yeah. Like for if you f- want them to have a, a somewhere to put a sword. Yeah, for like your you know, your foot soldier knight, I think it totally works. It's just, it's just crazy. Literally, everyone comes with them. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're cheap. Do you have any plans for your extra flagpoles? Because I think that's like the the one mythic legions thing no one can get rid of in the aftermarket is extra flagpoles. No, they're in a ziploc bag with all the other optional parts. Ah, uh, so. The two other halberds and the two other shields and the one other sword. <laughs> like, would you say, would it be worth putting the word out there on here that, like, if someone really desperately wants a, a, a Templar banner? I kind of want to keep everything together right now. Okay. For the future. Understand it. For when you have, like, 30 Templars. And the paint isn't the same on all of them one of them isn't very good same thing with the shields like some of the shields aren't as well done as other shields nuts yeah we're trying to put two red stripes in a cross you're gonna miss and get some like overspray (laughs) or fuzzy edges or it's not quite centered down the middle. And when you look at like the bottom point of the shield, you can see where, oh, this one, this cross is a little bit to the left. And on this other shield is a little bit to the right. But where they intersect at the cross, there's more kind of red fuzz overspray on this one. So this is the one that's going to go back in the bag. And this is the one that I'm going to put on the guy's arm. Like that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, none of them are, like, horrible. But, uh, I think my girlfriend might be watching wrestling. I just heard John Cena's music coming from downstairs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I, uh... 
was just thinking about the painting on on Mythic Legions too. Did you get those backer emails where they were like, "Hey, we have to take like butt shots of all of our toys for the factory." So here you go. Yeah. Those were some pretty good emails. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would get these these emails from with the Kickstarter header and the Four Horsemen thing. I'm like, oh, maybe cool information. And it's like, here's five more from behind. I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> don't care. Stop. Please finish this. I, so I it was, stops. I was kind of questioning at one point. I was like, listen, I think it's I think it is great that if you have photos of these toys, you're sharing it with us. However, does it have to be in like eight separate emails <laughs> over the course of two weeks <laughs> or could you just do a photo dump because <laughs> i think that would be fine <laughs> no i mean none none have anything interesting going on from the back just a whole lot of butts yeah, and holes yeah butts and holes not the in holes the, butts, in the shoulders and the notch in the back and yeah the butts, the butts are devoid of holes. The butts are creviceless. That's a shame. FYI, I was just double checking what I actually got. I forgot. Yeah, I because I, I just had a moment where I was like, "Did I talk myself out of the ten pack of vampires?" And I did. Okay. I'm only getting, I'm only getting two of the Legion Builder. Me too. Um, yeah. Then something Aaron mentioned a f- couple, three episodes back or so. Um. Also Kickstarter, um, I downloaded the the beta for the Mech Warrior game. Oh yeah, yeah. And I played a couple rounds of that. After getting increasingly depressed that my MacBook Pro only runs smoothly on the low graphic setting, Aww. and one of the two lowest resolution settings. <laughs> I was like, all right, let's try this out on high, and I'm not going to get crazy with resolution. I'll get a second to the bottom, and if it was felt like 10 frames a second, then <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's exit out, and let's try medium. No, still kind of awful. I guess we're going to do low. Hope low works. Okay, low is pretty smooth. That's too bad. Also, it's I should a... download it on one of my Windows based things yeah see if it runs any better yeah because i'm not like it could be just the what my two generations of macbook old macbook could handle or maybe it's just not optimized very well for for mac um and it, it is a beta so it might not be optimized very well at all um, and the final version will run smoother on higher settings. I don't know. It's just a beta. Um, but it's it's all right. I got a really lucky shot in the first game that I played all the way through where my crummy little urban mech, like one shot critical hit, killed a hunchback. <laughs> <laughs> like hit the hit the head and said uh pilot injured pilot killed and it fell over i was like holy crap <laughs> urban mechs are like the worst mech in the whole game and it just, just totally one-shotted this this hunchback that it should have no business beating in a one-on-one fight <laughs> <laughs> i 
I was gonna ask you, talking about video games, did we did we record something since the Overwatch anniversary weekend thing? Not post anniversary. Okay, because I want I wanted to give you the update on how well I did. Okay, I want to hear it. I uh the by the end of the double XP weekend, I was level forty one. Awesome. Uh, I got uh I got Sentai Genji pretty fast. Yeah, and, you uh, mentioned the getting Sentai Genji right away. Yeah, you yeah. told me that part. Uh, I I went on to try to play a lot of Genji, and I got better with him. I'm not good, really, but I don't feel like I'm terrible with him, and that felt pretty good because I did some reading, and apparently he is a very, like, in the opinion of people who write articles about that game, he is a difficult character to yeah. get into. A high skill level character. Yeah the the main yeah. thing with him I still have to crack is feeling more confident about actually hitting with his dash attack because i never really yeah. know if i've connected with it <laughs> yeah i mean i've had genji pop up in a few random hero games since we talked about that and how you mentioned that you have to remember that the shuriken aren't his main attack it's the melee is his main attack mm-hmm. so whenever i come up as genji i just start repeating in my head Go for the melee, go for the melee. And yeah, it's a similar thing. It's like, I do the dash, I'm like, I'm not sure if I hit. Yeah. And then I turn around and their health is really low, and it's like, oh, I guess I did. And I'm sure there's a way to get more used to knowing if I've connected, because when you turn his ultimate on and you kill someone with his dash, his dash recharges instantly. So tactically, you're supposed to be able to kind of operate fast with that thing. The, The other thing I learned using him, and maybe I'm doing it wrong, but this is just my experience... His shurikens are not his main weapon, but they are also a lot more important than I thought they were. Yeah. Uh, I am able to cause some real harassment if I sneak around the back of a defense, because those shurikens are really accurate at long range. And sometimes I can just sit there and pepper the the defending team to the point where they really have to come and deal with me. Or I end up like killing one of their like main defenders. Uh, so I was I was having some fun with Genji. I I I got really into Genji and really into Symmetra. Um, I am way into Symmetra. Uh, setting up the car wash and all that like that stuff is <laughs> super fun. But it's not even the the car wash style is like satisfying. But to actually win, I've been trying to to uh, be really off the cuff with where I put the turrets. Because I find if I car wash them, when it works, it's deadly. But then if someone knows anything about the game, they just walk in and wipe out half the turrets in one shot because they're D.Va. Uh, or they wipe them out in one shot because they're Winston. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been Winston finding, is the cure for the common Symmetra. <laughs> I've been finding that like if I put the turrets where there are no more than two of them next to each other in plain sight, and I just hide them all over the place... Uh, it's way more harassing, and I get a lot more done. Well, and you could use them um, as, like, a warning system. Yeah. Like, because a lot of points have ways you could sneak around, and you put one or two of those along those routes. Yeah. And either them going off to zap somebody or them blowing up because those people destroyed them tips you off that, oh, someone's coming. Also, like I've, a strategy I see a lot of Widowmakers use is to throw down her little poison mine mm. um, along the path to wherever she's set up. So if anyone tries to run up on her 
and they set that off, then the Widowmaker player knows, oh, I gotta get out of here, somebody's coming. Yeah. The the other thing with Symmetra I found is like using the the that shield that goes forward, like using that uh both defensively and offensively can really bewilder the other team like immensely and also using it to this is the thing i kind of learned after a while if someone blows up my turrets and i just run straight back in there and set them back up again even if i end up getting killed uh-huh. like that gets a lot done because it's like the turrets are not they're they're fragile but like i find a lot of players seem to want to only have to deal with them once and sometimes i've played against symmetras who don't net, like if their turrets get their advanced turrets get blown up they immediately go like all right all my turrets are just going to be at the, the defense spot now and it's like if I run back into, like, that little TV area, like, the little monitor area in Hollywood that they have to go through sometimes, like, and just keep putting them back, like, it can really mess with the other team uh-huh. uh, in my, in my at least in the pickup games. So, Symmetra and Genji have kind of been my go-tos. I've been trying to play more D.Va, uh, and I've been trying to play everybody. The only characters I haven't really connected with yet are, like, Sombra, Winston, and Zarya. With uh, Winston, I get what I'm supposed to do. I'm just... I'm. I just don't seem to be very good at it. <laughs> uh, with Zarya and Sombra, I don't quite get what to do yet. Like, Sombra seems like I could just run around with a machine gun, um, and maybe that's it, but I feel like there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, the way I've been playing Sombra lately when she comes up in random is um, I'll find a spot, like, near where whatever the front line is, but a distance behind my own line sort of a thing preferably right next to a health pack which then i hack to recharge fast um then i throw down her teleport beacon and then i start running toward wherever the enemy's at and before i'm visible um cloak go and viz uh, like before they see me coming go and viz mm. Just run like straight in between them, get behind them, try to spot their Mercy or Lucio or whatever healer they got going. Start blasting them in the back. Hopefully kill them, but as soon as they turn to start shooting me, teleport away. Yeah. And if I got if I took a couple hits before I got out of there, I'm right next to a health pack. Then it's just a couple of seconds before both those abilities are recharged. Throw down another beacon, turn invisible, try to shoot them in the back again, and teleport away, and then teleport away, yeah. and then teleport away, and just never stick around. Like never get into a fight. That's how I've been playing her, and I haven't had loads of success. But any time you could get them to stop shooting at the rest of your team, gives your team a better chance of getting kills that's that's kind of been the crux of what i've been doing when i play genji and it seems to go all right is like go and harass him a lot and a lot of i have had some glory moments with his his like shot reflection uh there was one time when like a pharah turned on her ultimate uh to shoot at my team but she was also standing right next to me uh-huh. so i just stood in front of her while she was about to fire all her missiles pushed e and reflected her <laughs> ultimate back into her face and it was pretty great yep. yeah that's bad time <laughs> uh that that was that was a glory moment i felt really good uh, uh one of a... diva's one of diva's achievements is to block um a specific amount of damage with her defense matrix 
And when I was trying to get that achievement, when I was playing Diva a lot, um, I got really excited whenever the other team would have a, a Bastion or a Pharah. Because mm. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to wait for them to throw an ultimate. I'm just going to try to get in this Pharah's face <laughs> and just try to block the whole missile barrage. Once I realized I could reflect Pharah's missiles back at her, I had some fun with a Genji in one match. Uh-huh. I was just like I was. I was even trying to time it because I could tell. Like, all right, this Farah player is trying to make me push E too early, so I'm, we're just gonna stand here and stare at each other for like almost a full second. <laughs> <laughs> it's like kaboom, swing, missile goes straight back in her face, and I'm like, all right, didn't well, kill her. I haven't her, seen but... it. I haven't seen it happen, but it's my understanding, and this may be hypocritical information, that if you're close enough and time it just right. Genji can reflect Hanzo's ultimate. Because there's a short distance the arrow flies before the dragons happen. Yeah. And if you reflect the arrow in that tiny little space, then it it throws the dragons back the other way. I have to make myself not pursue that because that could lead (laughs) to ruin. But that's really bad. You might want to research to make sure that you can do it because I've never seen it happen in a game. I I have had a lot of fun reflecting Widowmaker and Hanzo arrows and sniper bullets back at them at long distance. Uh Uh, Because every now and then I find like the player of those two characters who is who is not used to that yet. And they're pretty used to not getting shot back at. Um, But then I find the ones who are total veterans and all they do is they just wait for me to push E and then wait until I stop waving my sword around, then just shoot me in the face. (laughs) Uh, Also, I I have caused some, as a newbie who was playing the game in his first week, I successfully committed two horrifying errors, which were pretty funny to me uh, at the time because it was pickup games. So it didn't really, it was pickup games and it was randoms. Uh, like random characters, so it didn't really matter to me. But like, someone got real mad at me once <laughs> when I was playing as May, and I thought, I thought that he was their Bastion who had just turned into a tank, and I panicked and ice walled him into the ceiling, <laughs> <laughs> and also walled him off from the entire opposing team in the yeah, last minute of, of the them, game. You? You're one of them. <laughs> And he was like, he was pretty mad. Then also once we were defending, and this is when I was still getting used to Symmetra, and I was just catching on that there is a difference between the teleporter and the shield generator. And I didn't, Uh I wasn't really used to, like, I didn't quite understand how to switch between the two. I'm still fuzzy on that. So I, I set up a teleporter when we were at, like, the final, you know, like when you have those multiple defense points ones and you're the defenders and you kind of get pushed back. And yeah. the last defense point is right outside your spawn room. So yeah. I thought I set up a shield generator. Last minute, I realized I just put a teleporter there. And I was like, huh, well, I didn't really, okay. And then after we lost, someone in the chat went like, was that teleporter there the entire time? Someone else says yes. And someone was like, is that reportable? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like starting to laugh. I was like, yeah, that, well, pre, that's close enough. <laughs> pre-Symmetra rework. I was I was playing her in a game of something or other, and we were done. Like, there was no way we were winning. It just wasn't going to happen. And everyone knew it. Like, there were a few people on microphones, and they're just like, well, let's just play this out. Like, we're, we're screwed. And I got her teleporter. And it was like one of those things where it's like, well, I could put this outside 
and it would save somebody like five seconds coming out of the spawn room or once we've are as good as lost anyway i'm just gonna put it in the spawn room just like whatever and i just plop it down in the spawn room and i hear a guy on the microphone go wait we have two symmetras and then <laughs> then a couple seconds later he's like there's just laughter he's like did you put the teleporter in the spawn room? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm like, ah, they're good sports about it. <laughs> I, uh, I also saw a guy. I saw a guy. I didn't participate in this. I was just kind of watching this happen on my team. Is a guy on my team was getting in a long argument with two or three guys on the other team. Any Anyone who killed him, he would be like, yeah, we're using an easy character. Of course, you're going to kill me with an easy character like that. And it, it slowly became clear that that was just what he would say every time someone killed him. So people started going like, well, how is Reinhardt an easy character exactly? And then he would be like, he's easy, super easy to play. This is stupid. He's not real. Uh, and then, and then <laughs> he was real. also calling like, he was starting to call, he was like, Genji's an easy character. Uh, <laughs> this, anyone's an easy character. So someone's like, all right, who's not an easy character? Soldier 76. Because he just plays like a normal game. So basically... <laughs> He only want. He was like, if you play as any character who does not just run around with a, a semi-automatic weapon, you are playing an easy, cheap character. Call and of Duty so, Man. Yeah, basically. And then, Call and then of people, Duty Man is the only real character. And then he started playing as characters he had called easy characters, and people were like, hey, stop using that easy character. And he was like, yeah, well, you're all doing it. It was like, it was comical to the point where I couldn't tell if the guy was putting on an act necessarily. Uh... But that was fun. I, I haven't played a lot of competitive games with chat attachments in them, so I, I don't get to see this very much. So this is this is fun. Yeah, well, it's very rare anybody has a microphone on Xbox anymore. Yeah, I, I just turn them off most of the time in my pickup groups because whenever I've heard microphones, it's usually just people going like, it's a long silence and then just like, healer. And, you know, long silence and like, I said healer. And then another long silence. Then, then, like, the guy dies and he's like, yeah, well! And then I usually turn off the mics by then. <laughs> um, but we should, we, should, we should cut it there. That's like, <laughs> that was a bit longer than I'd meant the Overwatch talk to go, but I really wanted to catch up with you on, on the anniversary weekend. Uh, in the in the last well, minutes, I uh, just, I got, I was just going to huh? say, I got, uh, I got a couple pretty darn cool skins uh, through my 40-some loot boxes. Uh, Sentai Genji was the main one I wanted, but I also got Robot Zarya, and I got Dune Buggy Bastion. Cool. So I, I was feeling pretty good. Yeah. Um, between not having the self-control to buy a couple big packs of loot boxes and all the credits I had saved up over time, I was able to get all, all the skins and dances. So... I was I had enough credits for one dance, and I was like, "Well, I'll just wait till the event's over and see what I don't have of the ones I want." No, you can't wait till it's over. I know. I didn't realize <laughs> that waiting till it's over meant I couldn't buy them. So I was like, "Don't even wait for the last day." They've had events and end early. Yeah, I, I did not quite understand that part with the anniversary event because I, I figured the seasonal events that make sense. But I was like, "That maybe the anniversary event they won't do that." But they totally did. So I was like, "Darn it!" I only I got like couple dance emotes, but mostly on characters I don't play as very much. Um, so I did not get the Genji dance or the Symmetra dance. Yeah. yeah, I think it was the Halloween event ended a day early, and and woo, there was some outrage, boy. 
I can a lot see of that, people yeah. waiting for the last day to buy loot boxes to try to get what they missed or waiting for the last day to to spend credits to get what they didn't get out of loot boxes <laughs> yeah that's that's on me that's learning experience um but yeah it's a hey you know what overwatch is a pretty good game it turns out yeah pretty pretty darn fun uh and uh, any, anything else uh, for your what you got sir does that bring us to the end of this episode that brings us to the end but i just wanted to ask real quick so there were hey. there were those um game modes in the arcade during the anniversary event where if you won or were on the winning team you would get a loot box did you do any of those uh yeah i did everything i, I maxed out all of those except for the one versus one I yeah. could not crack the code on one versus one. <laughs> yeah, I went into one versus one. Um, the first try, um, it was like we were trading wins. Other dude won, I won. Other dude won, I won. And then I just, it was like I forgot how to play. And I would keep doing stupid things that, that like I I would do something and go, why did I do that? And then I'd get killed. And I'm like, what was I thinking? And I lost that one. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try again, try again. And then it's this guy. I win, he wins. I win, he wins. I win, and then he quit. So I got the win and loot box. And I was like, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I should have gone back in and tried some more on, on the last day of, of the event. But uh, I tried it a couple times. And it just it, it, Because I'm new to the game... I felt not only like I was not as experienced as everyone, but I also just, I felt like just straight up outclassed uh-huh. um, in not understanding any of the metagame of any of the characters. So every time I tried the 1v1, it was just like I didn't even realize what was happening to me sometimes. I'm just like, how did I even die that time? Well, because you would have three characters to choose from. Yeah. And I would just look at my choices and be like, okay, if I take him, but he takes her, I'm screwed. And if I take her and he takes her, I'm not good with her, so I'm probably screwed. Okay, so if I take him, I'm okay, but he's weak against them, but I think I could overcome this. <laughs> yeah, whereas me, so, I just was like, I'll pick Genji, I don't know. <laughs> and then my first time in 1v1, I had a guy who just kept in all caps going like, no Sombra, no Sombras, please, no Sombra. And I was like, I, okay, fine, I don't care. <laughs> well, the last time they they had that open um the or that kind of thing and you got a free loot box um you didn't have any choice like you would just both get the same character yeah and it'd be random it's like okay you're both hanzo deal with it oh i would um, love to just play like actually no i did play this once i i did have the one duel that went okay at one point we had a round where we were both orisa and 1v1 orisa is kind of cool <laughs> cuz it's just like t- two walking turrets trying to undo each other's layers of defense. And there's something kind of yeah. neat about that. Yeah. But that other time when they had the one V one and it was just, you get who you got. Yeah. I kept getting close, but just not winning, not winning, not winning. Then I go into a game and the other guy was just being a bro to help other people get the loot box because he would just stand outside the spawn door and just wait for you to come kill him. Oh, wow. Like, he would see you coming, he'd start waving hello, 
And then he would just like spin in a circle until you shot him in the head. Like every round <laughs> until it was over. I'm like, that's a hell of a nice guy. Just helping people get loot boxes. What a sweetheart. Just paying it forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I had similar, dif- I, I managed to overcome them, but I had also a lot of difficulty with uh, 3v3 lockout. Um, yeah. Because I just had trouble finding good teams, really. And I wasn't a very good teammate, so I really needed a, a good team. Uh, yeah. Who could kind of carry my noob butt? And I eventually found it and, <laughs> and got the the win on that. There are enough wins to get the the loot box or whatever. Yeah, it was, I got but... super lucky, and the very first time I played, we were a good team, and we lost the first round, but then we swept the rest of the rounds. Yeah. Then back in the the Lunar New Year, um, the capture of the flag, um, the very first capture the flag game I tried, we the team I got sorted onto just destroyed the other team. Like it wasn't even close. So like there were, there was like an achievement for, for being the one to capture the flag. I got that. I think there was achievement for not for getting a win without the other team getting any captures. Got that. Like got all the related achievements and the win all on the first try. And I was like, I should never play this again. Yeah. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Quit while I'm ahead. Perfect record. Yeah. <laughs> got everything. This is great. It, it, it will never be this good. <laughs> and uh, by the way, this is all on topic because DX9 is still releasing their transforming Bastion figure. Yeah. So, uh, throwing it down there. Anyway. Uh, oh, Seth. Figma has tr- is doing a tracer. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's that's off topic, but not for a long time. Yeah. Um, Seth, thank you for joining me and indulging my overwatching. Oh, um, we uh, we are going to probably all see the movie this week, and we will figure out at some point a way for all of us here on the show uh, to get together and talk about the film once we've all seen it. Uh, I'm not sure if that'll be the next podcast that goes up. Uh, I don't want to like rush us. We thought we have to get this up by the weekend to get the hits because we, I, getting hits for the podcast is kind of fallen behind my list of priorities for myself. Um, I just want us to talk about it happily and comfortably. Um, but one of the next couple of episodes that will go up will be our the last night roundtable discussion. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, I'm catching the movie in less than twenty four hours. Um, and Seth, you're catching the movie sometime this month, I'm guessing. Um, I think we're going to shoot for Saturday morning. Cool. Uh, girlfriend. It's going to have a good time checking out the movie. Real good time. You just doxed my girlfriend. <sighs> it's too casual here. Hang on. Let me make a note. To myself. <sighs> Hang on. No, I'm I don't think note. it matters. I'm, I'm making a note. <laughs> I don't have any notepads. Pads. I'm tired. Uh, You're just going to dub. Here, I'm going to give you something you can dub in over it if you want. Okay. Girlfriend. Perfect. I'll leave this part in too. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Before I do anything else terrible, um, give give away my cell phone number. (laughs) Read your cell phone number out loud. (laughs) Just John Vignocchi you completely. (laughs) Uh, Thank you for joining me, So that wraps up the show. 707. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you doing that? I don't know. I can't stop. (laughs) I can't stop myself. (laughs) I don't even know how I know your number. (laughs) 
Well, no, it's fresh in my mind because I tried to dial it from that payphone uh, a month or two ago. Oh, uh, yeah. Fresh. <laughs> that freaking payphone didn't wait. I don't dial a lot of numbers, all right? <laughs> Who does? I, I mean, sometimes you got Not it because it's, it's a, like a 1 800 or something. Like, hey, dear Cannon, fix my camera. Um, but thank you all for listening. We will be back uh, very soon. And if you are seeing the film, please enjoy yourself. If you're not seeing the film, enjoy your freedom from having that feeling of obligation. It means, but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.